What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard Football Friday. It's your boy, Big Sills. Pull up a chair, put your phone somewhere, watch us on your television set, your tablet, your desktop. Here we are on a Football Friday. You know, I when I make predictions on something, and especially something when it comes to injuries for a player, God, man, I wish I was so wrong here. I... I when I saw Tua Tuck of Viola last night, on a clean hit, hit the turf, and you saw his hands go prone like he's in a MMA fight. It's serious stuff. That injury happened this past Sunday on what you saw last night when the Dolphins took on the Bengals. And concussions are more of an eyeball test than having neurologists tell you that the guy's clear to play. Ben Omalo, who I've had on my program before, who had that motion picture that Will Smith played, I've had him on the show, and he goes, one of the most important things that you can always know when it comes to concussions is that getting a diagnosis on them, you can get a difference of opinion just like you can with covid and seven different doctors on what they think is clear and not clear. By the way, I can't wait to see the doctor who clears Tug of Viola to go and play in an NFL game this year. I want to see that doctor. I'd like to know who he is. No one in their right mind would clear that guy. You, you should have five or six doctors. And then Tua's got to do this for himself. Tua's got to go like this. Quality of life. This guy's had a pretty tough road of it. Going back to his final year, you know what the doctors were saying? After the fact, after he left Alabama, they're saying that he had as many as five surgeries there. Minor. But when you add them all up, this is just now quality of life stuff you got to start asking yourself. I feel for the kid, man. And I swear to God, and I mean this, with all of my heart. Dude, I'm sorry I said that, that I don't think he's going to make the year. He's got talent. He's a talented kid. But quality of life has to matter. And did you see what that idiot, the head coach of the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel said? 
Thank God it's a concussion. Dude, don't make that comment. Don't make that comment. Thank God he wasn't hurt seriously. Concussions? This is exactly what the whole case is about. I get his context. Thank God it was invertebrates and stuff. I understand that. Dude, the biggest issue the National Football League has right now is CTE. COVID has covered this up. All these other cases when it comes to civil rights and racism and all this other stuff has clouded what the NFL's biggest fear is. Watching a player like Tug of Viola in a prone position on national television. Why do you think they put Tua out there on that field on Thursday night? Because it's a brand new platform. It's Amazon. And they wanted Joe Burrow versus Tug of Viola. The Young Turks of the League. Ratings. Views. That's why Tua was pushed. In a short work week, he was put in a Thursday game. The Dolphins, who have been a train wreck franchise, run by that idiot Stephen Ross. Look at what they did last year with Brian Flores and how they handled that, how they handled this, how they handled Deshaun Watson. I give a shit about the players. You think that owner cares? Of course they don't. This comes down to views and money. Tua, he's just a dude. That's how they see us. NFL PA is still investigating Sunday. Wait till they get to the game on Thursday. Who cleared him to play? You see a guy with, that was not a back injury on Sunday. That was not a back injury. I've never wobbled over a back injury. I've wobbled over head concussions and head blows. How they, and get this, here's something else. That halftime show with Richard Sherman and with the other cast that were there should be ashamed of themselves. How do you not bring up, he was hurt on Sunday. You know why? The league got to him. They don't want you talking about head injuries. That is the number one thing. They'd rather have you talking Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and having the commissioner come out going, we stand with Colin Kaepernick. What about do you stand with the players who are struggling with CTE right now who you don't pay benefits to? This comes down to paying benefits for players who need it. What they saw last night is exactly why they're still in a courtroom for players that have put their ass on the line for this sport and they don't care. This comes down to coverage, insurance, doing what's right. There's 17,000 Pro football players alive to this day. 29,000 have played in 103 years, and they don't give you full benefits because the owners don't care. Baseball, basketball, hockey, they all have lifetime benefits. It brings the CTE back into view. These low lives don't care. 
Jerry Jones a couple years said this a couple times. It's never been proven that concussions cause CTE. Are you trying to tell me what you saw last night with Tug of Viola? He's not going to struggle for the rest of his life just with that one hit. <laughs> Man. And the media will go along with it because you know why? They're business partners. They're business partners. Don't bring up CTE or head concussions. Dude, how about this? You could talk about a guy taking a knee and calling Drew Brees a racist, and the league will go, hey, guess what? We're a little bit disappointed in Drew Brees. What about what you did last night by putting that player on the field when he wasn't totally cleared and you knew it and you did it anyway? See, they'll do all the peripheral things to drive you away. I told you this, COVID-19 was the greatest thing ever happened to the NFL because they stopped talking concussions. It diverted it. I feel for Tua, man, and I'm so sorry that I said that he's going to be injured, and I did not want that. I totally did not want that. Watching him laying on the ground like that, I, I was crushed. I was totally crushed for him. His dreams, his aspirations. He wanted to play so bad because, hey, Bridgewater, I, by the way, I thought the Dolphins played their asses off last night. I came away with that game thinking, Miami, I'm pretty impressed with them. They fought to the end, concerning for their teammate. And they went in there, and I thought Bridgewater was going to lead them back. They did a nice job last night. The Dolphins are a good football team. They're a good football team. Sack asked the question, who's at fault? The system. The system's at fault. Let me show you why. So Jerry Jones comes out over the last two weeks going, I hope I have a quarterback controversy. I'll tell you what, Cooper Rush looks like a superstar player. Why do you think he's doing that? To rush Dak Prescott back on the field. Because he's paying him $45 million. Now, his is just a hand injury. But that's the pressure these owners put you under. Carson Wentz. When he got hit by Clowney. The pressure to put him back in. And the pressure the organization wanted to put him back in that game. I've heard all kinds of stories about that. These organizations pressure you into playing. You think a guy's going to go like this? You think a guy's going to go, hey, I, I can't play this week because, you know, I, I'm not feeling. Dude, we used to call them like stingers. Stingers are concussions. You're not putting your freaking hand up so some guy behind you can take your job. That's not going to work. You know, Dak is feeling pressure to get back on the field just over a hand injury because if this kid Cooper Rush wins against Washington this weekend, this guy's 4-0. Be hard-pressed to yank that kid out. That goes back to what happened last night. I mean, who's at fault? The system's at fault. The non-guaranteed contracts are at fault. 
owners, the weak-ass players association, worst pro sports union in the country is the NFLPA. They've never won a case against the NFL. And you know it. All those strikes, I don't ever remember the NFLPA winning, and I was part of one of them. Watching that player on that field last night, you know, I thought too, I thought, I, he want to hear something I was hoping more for, a knee injury, shoulder or something. I didn't want it to be a concussion, man. Then again, I didn't want the kid hurt at all. But his history dictates it. Now he's got to think of quality of life. Next guy up, move the drill. That's the NFL's motto. Players hurt, move the drill. Let's go. We got a game Sunday. Two is not with us. Whatever. Next guy up. <laughs> That's terrible. That was a sad scene last night for the league, for the players, for the union, for everyone involved. Who's at fault? Everyone. Two or two. But he wants to play because he doesn't want the job taken away. He's been under pressure, whether or not he's the guy. Just like, hey, look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen's under pressure in Philly. You think those three games have already dictated whether or not he's the future of the team? Absolutely not. I guarantee you, the organization wants it to be, but three games in, they're not going like this. I'm writing a check for 46-1. No way. They want to see if this kid can get through a season. Last year, he had surgeries, small and minor. I told you about this style of play. Now, Tua's not really a runner, but he's injury prone. That was sad. It really was. That was sad. All right. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much for stepping in here on a football Friday. We're going to get right into Jags and Eagles on Sunday. I actually, after watching the film, I think this game's going to be somewhat pretty close. Okay. Uh, Dentity, Jalen isn't hurt, though. That style of play, though, is indicative of how players end up getting hurt because they are mobile quarter mobile quarterbacks dude get hurt common sense if you're a running quarterback running backs get hurt okay running back it's they get hurt and the fact that you're a passer getting hit it's a dual threat you're right dual threat Jalen is there's a dual threat of injury also when you're that style of player Dual injury, dual threat. When you run, you take off, you run the ball 150 times, there's 150 hits that you're going to sustain more so than even a quarterback who drops back. Common sense, use it. Common sense. Okay, so dual threat, you're right. But in both aspects. I want to get into this game here. I'm going to bury the lead with you guys, okay? 30-26, Eagles. I think this game is going to be a pretty close battle here. There's going to be a lot of emotion in this ball game. 
And this is going to be one of these games where I think the Eagles pull away. Do you know the Eagles have not been behind in the second half in any game so far this year? That's a testament to how they've gotten out and how they've played. Kudos to them. In the NFL, most teams fall behind. The Eagles have not been behind in any ball game that they've played in. That's pretty cool. When you can lead out in front, you're able to dictate the pace of the game a lot more than you are when you have to come from behind. Okay? So to me, this game is going to be a pretty good football game because the other side of the team and the other side of the uh, field, they've got players too. You know the Jaguars lead the National Football League in turnover margin, plus seven? They're making plays on that side of the ball, which means they're pressuring the quarterback and they're getting the people. I like their personnel. This is going to have to be more of a game, in my opinion, where the Eagles are patient. Run the ball. Keep running it at them. Let Jalen do his things on third down. I think it's going to be pretty tough to put a spy on him when you've got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith running around. Now, what will the weather what will the weather be on Sunday? Does that, does that close the margin up too? I don't know that. I can't predict that. So we're just going to expect that this thing's going to have some rain on Sunday because the storm is going up the eastern seaboard now. And most likely by the time Sunday comes, there's going to be inclement weather there on Sunday at Lincoln Financial. I say you have the dynamics right now to be a chameleon if you're the Eagles. Run the ball. Be patient. Be patient with it, okay? The the Eagles have all the components that could beat you in the air, but if it's raining out, why why take chances on tip passes, um, overthrows, guys getting hit, fumbling? Why take those chances? You don't have to. You've got a great opportunity to go 4-0 and on the season here. By the way, you're the better team. You're the better football team. But I do think this game's going to be closer, and I do think Doug Peterson is a better coach than Nick Sirianni, and I think that coaching staff that they put together is going to make this game closer. The last two opponents, in my opinion, have been pretty good, and the way that they've done it too. They've been just as impressive the last two weeks as the Eagles have been. They beat the Chargers, and they shut out a team. Eagles don't have a shutout. They shut out a football team that, sh- that beat the Chiefs. Chiefs are a pretty good football team. Okay? They shut out the Colts. And the Colts beat the Chiefs. That's some pretty good ball teams there. Okay? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Colts are 1-1-1 one, one, one right now or something like that. Out of the gate, slow, new quarterback, whole new thing. And winning against Kansas City last week was a big deal for them. And the way, and I, and I, and I get there were injuries, but I'll tell you this. Joey Boza was getting handled. It's a pretty good old line they got. So I, I see this game more of 30-26, and it's going to be put into the hands of Jalen. And Jalen's going to think his way around that football field like he has for the first three games of the season he's really shown me a lot on how he approaches what a team's strengths and weaknesses are he really goes after the weakness of a particular team I think the safeties on the Jags are not quite as good 
as people are saying, I think those corners are pretty good, which is a, which allows them to do a good job when it comes to pass rushing. Dude, the Jags have some tacklers on that team. That's one of the better defenses, I think, in the AFC. And they're getting better and better as we're looking at it. Now, they're at home. It should be a six-point favorite. They're a better ball team. Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is playing better football because he's got a better coach and he's got an adult in the building. Steven Goddard could be an issue here when it comes for him catching football, especially coming out of the slot position there and catching scene passes. I'd like to see that. That would be a that would be something I'd be open to. You know, throwing there on the scene to Goddard, getting the, the, the running game going. I think Goddard's going to be a major factor in this ball game. I do. Okay? Justin Wright, big game for Dallas Goddard, I think. You know, intermediate pass, run the ball, be patient. You've got this team. They're not as good as you. They got talent, though. And they're going to put points on the board. That running duo they have, hey, this is not going to be Washington. They got a pretty good duo of running backs. And the O-line is not quite Detroit, but it's a tick below Detroit. Pretty good. Okay? So this game here, in my opinion, run the ball. Be patient. You got this. You got this. I think there's no doubt that how they've played. Now, remember something here. Like I said a couple minutes ago, they haven't been behind at all in any ball game they've played. They get behind. How do they play? We haven't seen that dynamic yet. They've gotten out to leads on every team that they've played. It's good to play with the lead. It's good to play with the lead. Okay? They haven't played from behind yet, though. And does that second half not putting up a ton of points, does that rear its head in this game? I don't think so. Because, I'm listen, I'm not building the Jags up here into being a team like the Chiefs or one of the better teams in the AFC. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're, they're, they're coming, though. And they're getting better. Okay? I think they're getting better. So, and, and, and Doug's going to be amped up. The team's going to be amped up. You know how much he wants to win this ball game. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this here. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how both Jacksonville and the Eagles respond to one another. Because the Jags are kind of like a new team. I don't think really anybody... Look, I thought people, and I did, because I said in the wintertime, I thought that the Eagles had a shot to win the NFC this year. And a lot of people now are jumping on that bandwagon. Well, I never thought the Jags were... I thought the Jags would be an improved team, but I didn't think that the Jaguars would be a better team. And I'm talking about a team that can win their division. And I think they can win that division. I don't really think much... That's not really saying that much. It's worst division, I think, in the AFC. Yeah, Jess, I feel bad for two and two, man. We talked about it at the open. That thing was a complete train wreck from everybody on down. I mean, NFL, NFL PA, all of it. All of them are guilty of malpractice in that two a case. Just terrible. They're all guilty, including the commissioner of the National Football League. This goes back decades. 
the biggest thing they never want to talk about is CTE. Okay. They never want to go. They'd rather talk COVID. They'd rather talk race relations. They'd rather, they'd rather go after John Gruden. They'd rather do all that shit than go after and have to answer two concussions. Dude, John Gruden, COVID-19, relocation, all of that. It covers up the true case that the NFL hates the most. That's CTE and concussions. Okay? Worst thing on the planet, on a brand new platform, Amazon, in a big Thursday night game, Having a quarterback laying on his back prone. Good luck, huh? Bet Jeff Bezos like that. And all of his snowflake followers watching that and sitting there going like this. You lose viewers like that. You lose people who don't understand the game of football. You lose the fringe fan when they see injuries like that. No one wants to watch that. Or maybe they do. Maybe people, well, that's why, you know, I always say this to you. I think maybe people do like seeing that stuff. Why on the highway, when there's an accident and a car flips over, we all stop? Are we checking to see if everyone's okay? Or are you checking for what? Why do you think we watch auto racing? What do you think? We watch auto racing for guys going left four hours? You're looking for the big one. When you watch Mike Tyson, you weren't just watching Mike Tyson fight. You were watching the train wreck too in itself. Americans love train wrecks. They love watching train wrecks. That is something that's built in us as Americans. We love train wrecks. Why do you think we were so transfixed to Trump? Trump's a walking train wreck at times. But he's polarizing. And watch this. He attracted both sides. The people that loved him and the people that hated him but he attracted people. Americans love watching that stuff. They just love watching it. And for the Thursday night broadcast to continue to show to his injury, disgusting, disgusting. And then they go to a commercial break. Okay. Then you go to a commercial break. (laughs) I'm not answering that question. All right. Xander goes like this. Sills, I mean, that's why your show's killing it. <laughs> hey, is that why my shit? Wait, you guys come here for a train wreck? Is that what it is? Holy cow, man. Big Sills, you're a walking train wreck. I hadn't quite heard that one before. Train wrecks are a horrible thing, but nobody looks away. I know, right, Joseph? Uh, Sills. <laughs> oh, man. Billionaire myself, I have to agree, Sills. Way to go, man. All right. Here we go, baby. Got a nice topic for you. Americans love violence? Okay. Sills, I came for your song. Did it on Tuesday. If I have to sing, I have to sing on Tuesdays. America loves train wrecks. Just look how many come here every day. Oh, man. It's not nice. See, Xander just put some pepper on it. Not very cool. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Oh, and by the way, Miami Dolphin fans came after me on my Twitter, and I'm like, what are you going after me for? 
What are you going after me for? Because he got hurt? I even said, I hope he's okay. Didn't matter. It was like I was hoping for the kid to get hurt. Absolutely not. What a sinister thought. Not hoping for anyone. It's a terrible thought. Would never think that. Seals, you ever have a concussion? At least eight, nine of them. Of course. Okay, Miami, you have a shitty owner. Blame him. The whole, but it's not just him, it's the league, too. Okay. Two pretty good quarterbacks are gonna be hooking it up on Sunday. Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts. Let me ask a easy question here. You had to build your franchise around one of these guys. Who would you build it around? Who do you think's got a brighter future? Jalen or Trevor? Who's got a brighter future? I guarantee you Trevor Lawrence plays longer. And he's with a coach right now, Doug Peterson. Hurts? Still... Lawrence? You think I should take a timeout right now, Xander, and come back and hit on this? Who would you take to start your franchise? Okay? To start your franchise, Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts. All right. I'll, I'll, and I'll read your thoughts. It looks about 50-50. I like that, Maniac. You guys are actually give me Jalen all day? Really? I'm going to hang in there. Hey, don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan. Where the fee is free. It means this. They don't get paid unless you do. They've been helping clients for the past 30 years to the tune of $13.5 billion. They stand up for their clients constantly because they're the biggest law firm in the country and there's no case too small or too big and they will not be intimidated when they go into a courtroom to defend you and your family's rights. Like I said, if you've been hurt or injured on the job, there's no one better. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is here for you to do battle for you. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too. The biggest, actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients. And we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jafty Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Get a chance tonight to see Chip Kelly and his great impact that he's had at UCLA with no one in the stands at the Rose Bowl. He's done a nice job at UCLA, but guess what he's not done? No one cares. He hasn't attracted any energy with that football program. I'm going to say something to you about Chip Kelly. Oregon made him. An average quarter, an, an average quarterback coach, an average coach. He's average. He's nothing special. He was a hot ticket. You know, he could have had the buck job. He could have had that job. Then he decided to stay at Oregon. Handpicked his gig. He's an average coach. And he's had no impact whatsoever. I think they play Washington tonight. Watch how empty that Rose Bowl is. He's brought no impact at all, no impact at all to UCLA. And they're not bad, okay? But 
Oregon made that dude, man. Okay, they did. And when he got that Eagle job, he ripped that thing to pieces, threw Howie in a broom closet. I mean, he wreaked havoc. I mean, getting rid of Shady McCoy and some of the great players that were on that team. He wreaked havoc on that franchise. I can't believe they're where they are after they, then they go on and win a Super Bowl and they've rebounded from that guy. Usually when you got a loser like that in the building, it takes someone like Doug Peterson to clean it up. Like Doug is cleaning it up after Urban Liar. So Chip, UCLA, I don't know. Okay. He, he's not one of the top 25 coaches in college football. I can promise you that or in any football. Hit the like button here. All right. I asked you this question. Going into the timeout, if you had to pick a quarterback to start your franchise with, with the two guys that are going to play against each other on Sunday, Trevor Lawrence or Jalen Hurts, who would you want to build your team around? It's a style thing too, okay? By the way, do you know that Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked twice this year so far? That says a lot. Okay, especially when you took on Khalil Mack and Joey Boza last week. He's only been sacked twice. That old line's holding up pretty well. Plus, you have a pretty good coaching staff. Okay, you got a lot of good coaches on that coaching staff that are helping him mature into being who we all thought. Again, last year, I didn't recognize the kid that came out of Clemson. Now I'm starting to see that kid again, and I'm starting, I'm, I'm so happy It shows you how good, good coaching is right now. Okay. It it, it shows you what good coaching can do for a player. And and, and watch this. For Jalen, it shows you what stability means to him. Second time now he's had a coach or second year in a system. He's he's understanding more. He's probably adding to the approach of what they want to do. Trevor Lawrence is getting the great coaching to really help his growth. And it's you can see it week in and week out. Okay? And I'll tell you this. Trevor Lawrence throws a laser. He has... He's clearly got more arm talent than Jalen. It, it's... And, and he's a better athlete than you think. And he's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's prototype. Now, some of you may like the style of Jalen. I personally don't. And to me, that style is a dual threat. But it's also dual threat to get injured. Now look, hey, a a drop back quarterback could get hurt the same way Dak Prescott can get hurt. Hand hits a helmet. I get it. I mean, if you're concerned about a quarterback, whether he's dual threat or a drop back guy, and you're concerned about a guy getting injured, end of the day, dude, you can't play in fear. You just can't. Okay? Dude, Mark, you don't really think Jalen Hurts has a better arm than Trevor Lawrence. Use your brain. Okay? Use your brain. Seals, you think Howie and Jeffrey Lurie are going to say hi to Doug? I do. I do. Well, the way the owner sounded, the owner didn't want to let him go. I think the owner's got... Hey, I wouldn't shock me if Jeffrey Lurie uh, recommended to Shade Khan, Doug Peterson. You know the owner called him and had a conversation with him. 
He probably called the general manager too. Okay? Probably called him and, and ha- had a conversation with him. You don't, you, don't, you don't pay a guy and hire a guy like that and put him in a key position like head coach in the NFL if you don't go and talk to his former bosses. Hertz is making harder throws. Okay, he's not Trevor Lawrence, though. Trevor Lawrence has pinpoint accuracy like Josh Allen. He's, he's a better talent. Okay, he's a better talent. Now, how many times look at look look at Justin Herbert? I don't know about you know Justin Herbert's a pretty good talent too, but they're losing ball games. I get he's hurt. I get it. To me, Lawrence is the better quarterback. If I had to build my team, but Jalen's playing better. That can happen. Are you going to try to tell me that you would take? Let's see. Are you going to try to tell me that you would take Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow? Jalen's playing better than Joe Burrow. Are you really going to say that? No one in their right mind would say that. No one in their right mind would go, I'll take Jalen Hurts over Joe Burrow. Jalen's playing better. He's the NFC Offensive Player of the Month. But you still wouldn't take Joe Burrow and say, man, you know what, I'll keep Jalen. You wouldn't say that. Nobody in their mind would say that. That's because you've fallen in love with the player. That's fine. Fans do that. There's no problem with that. And again, I'm not going to here to try to convince you of it. I'm telling you my opinion. Guys play better in stretches. Joe Burrow's 10 times more accomplished than Jalen. Now, Trevor Lawrence, he had Urban Meyer or Urban Liar last year to have to deal with. Now you've got an adult in the building. And with good coaching, Trevor Lawrence looks like the prospect we all saw when he came out of Clemson. Now, by the way, I want to circle back and underline, am I in some way saying to you that Jalen Hurts is not one of the quarterbacks that has the potential on being an elite guy? Absolutely not am I saying that. He's trending that way. He's not there yet. He hasn't beaten a significant team in his entire career yet. And for that matter, neither is Trevor. Chargers, Vikings. Okay. Both guys. What you don't want to fall into the category of is this. Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott. Hey, I put up really great numbers but I really haven't beaten anybody. Okay? You don't want to be in that conversation. All right? You just don't. When these guys win a game against a team that matters and somebody who is in a position where you've got to come from behind or you've got to win a game, you've got to beat the Cowboys. Like Jalen's litmus test is Dallas. You all know this. It's not really the Cardinals. It's not really the Jags. It's the Cowboys. It's been that way since Vermeil. Jalen's got to beat Dallas before anybody really starts talking about future of the Eagles. Beating Detroit and beating Washington 
and beating the Vikings is not there. You're climbing up the steps. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Nice, nice win, Trevor, against the Chargers. Way to shut out a team that beat the Chiefs. Still, I look at that and go like the same thing I'm saying to you about Jalen Hurts. Hey, you got to win games like Sunday. That game, let me say this to you. If Trevor Lawrence wins that game on Sunday and beats a guy who's in the conversation for the MVP, that'll mean more to him and his growth and to that team's growth than if the Eagles happen to drop that game. Okay, it'll mean more because then you're starting to build confidence in that kid again. Jalen's not going to play bad Sunday. I'm not saying that he's going to get up. I'm not at all. I'm saying when you watch Trevor Lawrence play and you see the skill set he has, now again, I love that style. I do. I love the style. And for the record, I think Trevor Lawrence has conducted himself the last two years, even with that train wreck of a coach. I think he's done a great job having to deal with that guy last year. He's been a pro. I don't. I never saw him acting immature like the like the uh, head coach was. Look, look, look at Dami. He goes, now it's the Cowboys. It's always been the Cowboys, jackass. And you know it. Vermeil said it. Andy Reid said it. Doug said it. You got to beat Dallas. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. The Cowboys have owned your ass, even in your own building. You got to beat Dallas. Okay. Nick wore the shirt. <laughs> uh, good. Good. Got to beat Dallas, man. Got to beat that team. You got to put them to sleep. Do I think you can? I do. Okay. I do. Since 2000. How about in the last 10, you've lost seven at home. Lenny. Since 2000, great. 23 and 21 against Dallas. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Cilio always talks up the ops. I said you're better, jackass. Richard, I said you're better. You're going to win 30-26. What the hell do you want? I'm going to give you guys some statistics here. On, you guys think that that scored 30-26? Here, let me show you this. Here's just some gratuitous betting stats going into week four. The Chiefs have been favored 26 straight games. That game now between the Cowboys, or excuse me, the Bucks and the Chiefs is now a pick'em game. It opened at two and a half. 64% of the NFL games have been under. Under the points, 64%, which means the games have all been pretty close. The average victory is three points. Very rarely. What what, what the Eagles are doing, they're doing something right now that's not in what the rest of the league's doing. That's why it's a great start. It's not going to last like that. You're not going to continue to blow teams out like that. Because everything goes in trends. We all know this. Okay? Who else is better than Jalen? 
Well, I'll take the quarterback last night, Joe Burrow. I'll take Josh Allen. I'll take Lamar Jackson. Um, let's see. I'll take Justin Herbert. Um, that's a pretty good question, actually. Okay, that's a pretty good question. Pretty good question. How many quarterbacks would you take ahead of Jalen? Well, in the NFC, I wouldn't take Brady over him. I'm not building my team around Brady. He's 44 years old. I'll take Jalen. <laughs> you heard me right. Why would I want Brady for one year? I'm not building anything around Brady. Brady's windows today. Jalen's got 10 years. Why would I take Tom Br- Think about that. Why would I take Tom Brady over Jalen Hurts? I'm not going anywhere with Tom Brady. Into it. Once he leaves, I'm in a worse pickle. Think about where the, where the uh, Buccaneers are going to be when Brady leaves. Kyle Trask? Good night. I mean, look at the cliff fall... Look at the cliff you fall off of with that. You go from Brady to Kyle Trask. He's decent, I guess. I don't know. Okay, A-Rod's better. Of course he's better than Jalen. But, again, we're talking about another guy. Like, like this, the question I asked, to circle back, Trevor Lawrence I'm taking because Trevor Lawrence is his age and he's around the same age and he's a better talent. But, again, a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, I'm not taking those guys over Jalen Hurts. I got two years tops with Aaron, and I got one year with Brady. Those guys are those guys are old news. Not even in the same conversation. Would I take Jalen over Tua? Yeah. Would I take Jalen over a Lamar? No, or Josh Allen? Absolutely not. Okay. Mahomes? Not close. Okay? Not not at all. Hey, would I watch this? Would I take Jalen over Dak? Yeah. Yeah. Would I take Jalen over Cooper Rush? No. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Stafford, no. Maniac. See how I'm looking at it? I'm looking at, my question was, would you build your, I'm not building my team around Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers. There's two years, one year, and what, three? Max with Stafford, four? Why would I do that? I got a kid potentially that I could play for the next 10 years, build my team around the way I want it to be built. And the kid's playing good. He just was named the NFC offensive player of the year. Why in the world would I take a guy playing one year? Well, give me, give me Tom Brady. (laughs) Forget it. That's not the question. That's not the question. You wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback in Philly over Jalen. You wouldn't. You got one year with the guy. If you don't win it one year, you're out? You're going to roll the dice like that? Now, different conversation is, could Brady come in here with these weapons? They'd go undefeated. I get that, and I understand that. But to build the, the question was, who would you build your team around between the two quarterbacks on Sunday? Okay? Allen over Lamar any day. We're actually gonna, We're actually going to talk about that. Elijah, love your show, Dan. You're quite the pimp as, as a host. Thank you very much. Hey, man, we just have come. Hey, John says, what about uh, David Carr? 
or Derek Carr, excuse me. Um, yeah, I'd probably take Jalen over Carr. I think Carr's a good quarterback too. Top 10 guy, puts up numbers. I think he's good. I'll tell you what though, man, he's struggling with Devontae Adams in the building. Sills, this is a must-win game. I don't think so. Okay, I, 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 for the Eagles, I don't think so. That Dallas game's must. I'm not taking Jalen Hurts over Deshaun Watson in no way, shape, or form. Absolutely not. And I would still have signed him with all the BS. And the Browns are holding out, baby. I think the Browns are going to go 3-1. and one. I'm going to get to my predictions at the top of the hour, too, by the way. Hey, Trev, how you doing, man? Hey, I hope everything's working out. I see they shut down 790 finally. It's going Spanish in South Florida. That'll help QAM out down there. Glad you're over there with QAM and Len Weiner. Way to go, brother. Okay. You said you'd rather have Cousins. I think you guys have cured me of Cousins because he's Dak Prescott. You guys are right. Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins are the same guy. I think Kirk puts up – I think the Vikings – by the way, I have not diminished in any way, shape, or form your win over the Vikings. I still think the Vikings are going to give the Packers a run for their money when it comes to the NFC North. I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. Okay? You take Watson over Hurts any day, any night, all night long. All night long. Now, if you want to have a guy running for mayor – I'll take Jalen Hurts over Deshaun Watson any day. Any day. Are you under some illusion that you think Jalen has the same quarterbacking skill set as Deshaun Watson? (laughs) Big Sills, it was over 24 women. If the league doesn't think it's a big deal and the Browns don't think it's a big deal, who am I? Who am I? I don't care. He's got nothing to do with me. I watch him play quarterback. Unlike some of you who like take into account, like you know these people, who they are, what they are as they play, I don't care. It has no bearing on me. You think I turn on a television set because there's a good dude? I want to be entertained, my friends. I don't give a shit about good dudes. That's nothing to do with me. Good dudes walk in and out of my house with my daughter. Good dudes are people that hang around me. Good people are in my life. People on TV, you mind you'll have SpongeBob or Teletubbies. Who gives a shit? These people have nothing to do with your life if they do something stupid. Zero. But yet you care. <laughs> Lee doesn't care. Why should you care? <laughs> I mean, really. Okay. Watson sucks. Of course he does. Ray Lewis allegedly killed a guy. Was awesome to watch play. Yeah, that's right. And nothing to do with me. Lee thought he, Lee cleared him. Lee put him on the field. I don't know what you want out of me. I'm not the law. If the NFL puts people on the field and they clear these people, what do you give a shit about their past? Why do you care? Is it great to have someone like Jalen Hurts representing your franchise? Absolutely. Everybody on the planet would want a face like Jalen Hurts representing their company. 
But I hate to tell you this, Sunshine. The world's not a perfect place. I hate to break the news to you. <laughs> There's bad people in good positions in this country. And unfortunately, those people get away with things. Because you know why? They're entitled. You really wanted to stop Deshaun Watson and you want to care about women? You should have blackballed him for the rest of his life. Don't let him play. That's a statement, my friends. Okay? That's a statement. If you thought that Deshaun Watson was such a bad dude, you should have kicked him out of the league for the rest of his life. Instead of what you do, you gave him a raise and you guaranteed $230 million. That's the NFL. That's why Tucker Viola was on the field on Thursday night. Flex, keep it 100%. Lamar over Allen just because, oh, man, hey, I'm sorry I missed that. Xander, can you put that up there for me, man? Thank you. Lamar over Allen, just because you don't like the style doesn't mean that Allen wasn't good until Diggs came there. Lamar won the MVP with bums at wide receiver. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Flex. That's That's fair. Um, Dak's only achievement is he's a starting quarterback for Dallas. Completely 007. This guy's done shit, man. I mean, he's won as many playoff games as Kirk Cousins has. Okay? I can't root for him. Yeah, I never said I was rooting for him. I want to make sure that lands there. I'm not rooting for Deshaun. No. I enjoy watching him play. If the league doesn't have a problem with it, get this. Look at the, look, look, just here's the message by the NFL this year. You gave a guy with 200, and, you gave a guy $230 million in guaranteed money in Cleveland and a raise with 24 sexual assault accusations against him. You put a guy on the field Thursday night who shouldn't have been on the field. You tell me. You tell me if you could figure the league out. You put a guy in danger last night and you paid a guy that's got 24 sexual assault accusations. The biggest contract in NFL history. with The biggest guarantees. And you're trying to tell me and get on me because I'm sitting here talking about Watson? The league put him back in. I didn't. I don't have that. I know you guys think I might have that kind of control, but I don't. Okay. I mean, hey, you, you, you know, when I say something, I don't have a relationship with any one of these guys, nor would I want one, but I love watching them. Like you said about Ray Lewis, I happen to know Ray, so it's a little different for me. Trust me, guys. I get drilled by people who are close to me. Oh, so you like Ray Lewis, huh? He's your hurricane brother, huh? Hey, trust me. I have to answer to certain people sometimes. Okay, every media report is waiting for him to come back to apologize or say he was guilty. All he has to say, I'm here to play ball. GT. He doesn't have to tell you anything. He doesn't know anybody anything. Okay? So you're on the defensive? I'm not on the defensive of anything. I don't give a shit. 
Lindsay, you're under some impression I care. I don't care about a guy's behavior. That's for the league to figure out. The league can't even figure out if they're going to protect Tug of Viola from himself. And you want me to try to talk to you about Deshaun Watson's behavior when they can't even figure out how to handle a guy with a concussion. And they just rush his ass out there. Man, some of you guys and, and people just, you don't get the league, man, at all. They don't care what you did. Deshaun Watson couldn't get a job. And no disrespect to anybody that works at 7-Eleven, White Cat. He couldn't get a job there. Anything Mahomes so great and set the bar so high, y'all praise Allen and Herbert for losing to him more than y'all give Mahomes praise for winning. Patrick Mahomes is the gold standard right now of how you want to build your football team, my friend. As successful as he's been with Andy, there's a perfect dynamic there. And that's what I'm saying, circling all the way back to our question on Trevor Lawrence and with Jalen Hurts, what's the one dynamic that Trevor Lawrence has over Nick Sirianni? Is that with Jalen? He's got Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl-winning coach. He's got a Super Bowl-winning coach. Yeah, I mean... Sanders just goes like this. Mahomes is the number one quarterback I take to start the franchise with easily right now. Because here's here's why, and I'm not really speaking for you, Xander, but I'll throw this dynamic in. It's because he's won. He's won the big chip. He's consistent. He's moving the sticks without, I I know, hey, look, I know they lost last week, but you got to look at the first month of the season. They've played pretty well without Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's added a lot to the Miami offense. He clearly has. He clearly has, okay? That's right. That's, man, you've been to four straight AFC championship games. You've won a Super Bowl. And Xander's like, hey, chip, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay? Absolutely, man. All right, week four of the NFL, I want to take a look at some of the great storylines. Also, one player to keep an eye on. One player to keep an eye on for the Eagles on Sunday on defense. This player has to have an impact. Lawrence is playing well. All right, hit the like button. Hour two, keep it here on the National Football Show.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Faces you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. hit the like button thank you so much hey in hour number three jason cole had a conversation with demora smith the head of the nfl players association and the executive director on what the next procedures are going to be in the tug of viola case this all starts from this past sunday so jason will be with us in the third hour at 5 30 and we'll get his spin on that and believe me the nfl He's not going to lose this. They'll shut the NFL Players Association up. They'll offer him something and bribe him, and they'll pay him off with something. That's what the owners do. Players Association's a joke show. I'm a member, too, still. It's a joke show. I'm looking out for that kid. Sue him for what? You know, sue your own employer? Great. All this talk about Dallas's D, everybody's saying it's top five. Go check the stats. We lead them in every category except sacks. They got 13. We have 11. Well, we're going to find out in week six, Flex. Everybody can toot their horn right now and who has the best defense. Um, We're going to find that out in week six. All that shit's going to come to a head on week six. All of this great expectations for the Eagles is going to come to a head week six. If you kill Dallas then you're going to be a legitimate and without a doubt top contender in the NFC. If you go down in flames to Dallas, all the work you've done, there's still going to be people going out there like this. Got to beat Dallas. Beating the Cardinals, great. Beating the Vikings, good. Beating the Jags, upstart team. 
the perception is everything in this sport, especially when you're talking. Media covers perception. Since when do they cover the facts? Isn't it crazy? You guys are, some of you people are so dumb, they cover perception. Why do you think the Cowboys are the biggest brand on the planet? Because the perception is that this team is always in the mix and it's brand. It's perception. It's not fact. They haven't done shit in 30 years. It's perception that the media covers. When you tune on Undisputed on FS1, it's like a week-long pregame show for the Cowboys. I don't see them talking, but maybe a couple segments about the team playing the best in the NFC, the Eagles. I mean, really? Since when do they cover facts? Shit, if you go over to the news side of how, how you cover something, it's total perception. Nobody cares any longer when you're covering the news about facts and integrity. Hell, you could tell somebody in today's media when it's the news that four kids raped a girl and they all play for the lacrosse team and everyone will have a rush to judgment until they find out the facts and there's no ramifications. That story was never true. It was a DA who lied. The, the so-called victim lied. The whole thing was a complete lie. Everything was a lie in that case. Nobody came back and apologized to those kids or their families. They ruined their lives. It was perception. Dude, don't you understand? Once you figure that out as a media person, that I cover perception. Let's call a spade a spade. Over the last two to three years, we've been rebuilding. And by the way, Flex, I'm shocked that it's here and what has happened since that four-win Eagle team. They were the better team this year, week six. I assure you the game won't be close. Okay, we're going to find out. That's great you telling me here going into week four. I love you. I love your passion. We'll find out week six, though. Okay? We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, media says they get sick of covering Dallas. Greeny said so on Get Up. Dude, Dallas is a – I mean, I, 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 I don't – I like covering teams. Do you know why the Eagles are such a great cover for me right now and why I enjoy it? I enjoy talking to all of you. But at the end of the day, you know what else I enjoy? I enjoy winning. I don't really have a team I root for. Okay? I root for their fan. I mean, I like Bill's Mafia people, folks. I love those guys, too. They're very passionate about their fan base. They're very passionate about their Bills. They love that team like you love the Eagles. Okay? I love stuff like that. I love fans. To sit here and tell you that I'm an Eagle fan is a lie. It's a lie. And I can't lie to you. Go, oh, you know, you know how some people come into a market and they go like this, oh, you know, but I love your fans. Okay. I love your fans. What's what, what Xander? I don't know what that is. What what's the oh I did. Yes, I did. I saw it. I I, I talked about flex. I got the flex. Chris, 
you are winners in Philly. I love your I love your passion for your team, man. Okay? Stop with the Super Bowl talk. You're jinxing us. Sills like the Cowboys, Yankees, and Lakers. Right. That's undisputed. That's undisputed um hit list. Cowboys, Yankees, Lakers, LeBron. Jesus. It's nauseating. I'm gonna get to week four here in a minute. Okay. What doubts do you have about the Bills? GT, they're secondary. They're secondary. Um, CJ covering Christian Kirk, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Hey, that's a good one there. I like that, Richie. CJ covering um, Kirk. Kirk's a good player, man. He could play. After those comments, sales, I had you all wrong. You've got a very objective view of this team, and I respect that. Hey, Deontay, I love what I'm seeing with, with your Eagles. Dude, I, 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 hey, Xander, right? Guys, I promise you, I fell in love with the fans far before I fell in love with the team, and I'm not in love with the team. I'm not. Like, you guys, I mean, it's great. I'm, I'm, but, I, dude, the fans I do love. And the ones that give me shit are even better. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. Last five months, you've buried Hurts. Buried him? Well, because I, I, hey, you know, GT, I got to say this to you. So GT goes, I've buried Hurts for the last five months. So did everyone else. Oh, except the Eagle fans. Right, I forgot. Except the Eagle fans. Sills, you think Jurgens will be ready by next? Oh, I think he's ready right now, Jesse. I think that kid could play this year. If you didn't have a Hall of Fame center playing right now, Jason Kelsey would be on the bench. But because he's Hall of Fame, okay, because he's Hall of Fame, Jurgens is going to sit. And it's good for him because then you get a chance to watch the position and you get a chance to do the most important thing that a young player has to have. You know what that is? Learn a routine. And he's learning, he's learning Jason Kelsey's routine. Here's Flex. I told you a while back if Hertz was throwing for 300 yards a game. Well, he's not. Four weeks into the season, we'd be undefeated. He's not throwing for 300 yards a game. That's not true. Um, Dan, a little. <laughs> he's not throwing for 300 yards a game. He is three games and over 900 yards passing. 250. Oh, he is. He is over 300. Okay. You're wrong. I'm wrong. Excuse me. You guys are right. He's got 900 yards. That's right. He is throwing for over 300. Gotcha. Okay. I'm wrong. He's averaging over 300. Philly, thank you. Okay. He is. Yeah. Because the first game was like 253. Or 240, something like that. Then he came back. Then yeah, you're right. You're right. He that's right. Like 240 something in the first one. And then there's been over 300 yards. 305. Okay, 305.3. Look at look at look at Xander, man. He had to put down his cup of uh Kool-Aid, you know, to like put put out the stats for me there. Three up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on for a second here. 
305.3. That's the Kool-Aid. 916 total yards. 305.3. Super hater. Oh, I love it when you say that. Do you know how much excitement I get, Dupree, when you call me a super hater? You have no idea. 9 and 0, Sills. I don't know. <laughs> Here in Philly, Eagle fans would call local sports talk radio shows and rip Jalen Hurts. And now uh, they try and rip hypocrites. Calvin nailed that. Please put Calvin on. Calvin, Calvin is the one right there. Calvin, you're right. Get this. You know, when I said that, hey, see right here? Let me tell you exactly now what's going on. So I said a comment yesterday and people went nuts. Way to go, Calvin. Before I get to week four here. So I started out and Xander, he even hated my open yesterday. You really think Doug Peterson thought that Jalen Hurts, when they drafted him, was a franchise quarterback? How many numerous times did they go out publicly so that they could make Jalen Hurts or um, Carson Wentz feel better? No, he was drafted here in Philly just as a security blanket in case something happened to Wentz because Wentz started getting hurt. And so when the whole thing unraveled after the four-win season, Doug didn't look at Jalen Hurts today. He looked at Jalen Hurts then as a backup, as a second rounder. He didn't see this like no one else did. He wasn't going to put his coaching career in the hands of Hurts. Hurts has shocked him too. So you tell everyone in Philly and everyone in the national media that Hurts was drafted as a security blanket. And then you're going to turn around and try to convince me that Doug wanted to coach a backup quarterback and put his faith in the hands of Jalen Hurts. That's bullshit. That's absolutely revising history. 99.9% of the people who saw the Hurts pick the year he was taken in the second round hated it. And now he's a savior and everybody's like, wow, come on, man. Walk back into history. You know, that's not true. You just got through dumping Wentz. And you were going to, with a four-win team, put the hands, or the team in the hands of Jalen Hurts who you drafted as a backup. They said it themselves, not me. They said it themselves. I'll tell you the most surprised guy, in my opinion, on Jalen Hurts' progress, it might just be Doug Peterson. That just Nate Sudfeld got playing time and Doug's final game? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. The front office and all of that goes into the pick. All of that. That second round pick was Howie Roseman's, not Doug Peterson's. How he runs the draft. Not Doug. That was the big rub. Jalen Hurts is not Doug Peterson's guy. 
He's Howie Roseman's guy. That's why they went out and got a coach that could work with Jalen. Doug Doug had no idea Jalen would be this good. Nobody did. And he's proven everyone wrong. I'm going to say it one more time, including Doug. Now, look, I, I, I will relent on this. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have coached him, but I'm saying that wouldn't have been his first choice. A backup quarterback who you went around the country and nationally saying, well, he was, he, he was drafted in case Hurts get, or case Wentz gets hurt. How many numerous times did you say that? Shit, I remember 20. Just off the top. Doug liked the pick, though. Of course he did. Because the GM runs the team. If you don't like the GM's pick in Philly, you ain't the head coach. Oh, gee, really? And there it goes back to Xander's point. He hated the front office. <laughs> of course. Right? It's not that Hey, I'm going to say it one more time. Doug Peterson has to be shocked. But I would say this about Doug with Jalen. Probably, though, not surprised. Okay? Because you draft that kid, and when you talk to the kid, you see why you draft the kid. It's probably like, hey, well, you know, okay. This guy's turned out to be. Okay? I'm not singing anything Tuesday. I'm picking the Eagles to win. Oh, no, no, no. That two and four thing, my friend, that doesn't carry over every week. Ah, no, 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 no. It ain't happening. Okay? Xander, this what he do when Herbert lasted. Dude, got to be better here. Raiders to clinch a playoff spot. He said nothing but bash. Got to be a little bit more uh, legible, dog. For me to read. I appreciate it though, Flex. Just got to be a little better in there. Um, Marcus, Doug was expecting Jalen to be more like Tyson Hill. I think so. Dude, he's clearly not that. Tyson Hill, that got him now at the halfback position. That was like a I, I could not believe that Sean Payton drafted that guy and said that that guy was going to be like a starting quarterback. He is so not. I didn't think he was that good when he was at BYU. Okay. Um, Sills, you think Kurtz would have been a thrower by being under Peterson? I don't really know how Doug would have coached him. That's what we said yesterday. Maybe Sirianni and Steichen, this is what the front office said. That, hey, look, we got Jalen here. Doug's not going to coach him right. And this was maybe the rub. Because after you got rid of Wentz, here, follow me. After you got rid of Wentz, Jalen was the next guy up. Okay. He was the next guy up. I don't give a shit what he did in his second game. Nobody on the planet 
Nobody last year saw it. Troy Aikman screaming at Jalen Hurts, throw it to the open guy. The entire ball game. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback calling out Jalen Hurts in the entire playoff game. The entire playoff game he was calling him out. Everybody saw it and heard it. Throw it to him. He's open. Throw it to him. He's open. Throw it. That guy's gone. Hertz has evolved into something better now. He he's not near that guy in that buck game. It's credit to him and the coaching around him with Steichen and with Nick. Got to give it to him. I think you guys we're talking about the same thing. He has opened everyone's eyes. Okay, including the former head coach. One of the comments at the press conference that Doug Peterson said, actually, was Jalen just showing everybody right now and he's proven all his naysayers wrong. Were you one, Doug? He, he threw that in. D- D- Troy Aikman laughed almost at Jalen Hurts in that Buck game. Okay. Seals, I grew up in Spring Hill, right next to Brooksville. Went to a school, four bad kids. In the mid-90s, Jerome's brother Calvin was my teacher. He was so cool. Had a strong bond because I'm from Philly. Elijah, cool, man. Good for you, man. Good for you. Good for you. Yale, right? Hey, Yale. He, he, Yale, do you agree with me that he's he's pro- – Jalen Hurts has probably stunned Doug Peterson and how he's played. S. Blunt, Jalen was considered a stopgap until they drafted another quarterback, exactly what we were saying last year. Now everybody in the Philly media is drinking this Kool-Aid stuff, revising history. This guy was drafted to be the next guy. He was not. He was a stopgap guy. Why do you think we're still having some conversation if The Eagles are going to take a quarterback in the 2023 draft. Why do you think Howie made that move with the Saints? What, to draft a DB? Come on, man. This thing's evolving into something great for them. Hey, this could be, in Philadelphia, the Jalen Hurts story. This could be a story like Tom Brady. You know, everyone's always like this. How about this? Uh, You really think the Patriots knew they had the greatest quarterback of all time? If they did, why'd they pass on him five times? They drafted Brady in the sixth round. They passed on him five times. Drafted other dudes, stiffs, and there's Brady in the sixth, and we drafted him. Yeah, I'm sure everyone thought in New England and around the country. But just like you did, you knew that Jalen, the day he was drafted, when everybody in Philly was shitting on the pick. Now, all of a sudden, he was picked to be the next guy. No, he was not. That's such a lie. And Doug wanted no part of it, too. Because just like Xander said, he had problems with the front office. Hard work beats talent. When talent fails to work, flex, spectacular take. 
spectacular take. I've seen some of the most talented quarterbacks fail to win playoff games, let alone Super Bowls. Flex, to your point, Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady, he has evolved into that player with his hard work, and he's a great teammate. This is why I say the characteristics that Jalen has are Tom Brady-ish. He doesn't have the talent. It's not the same style. They're different, but their approach is the same. If Jalen has to throw for 330 yards, he will. If he has to throw for 153 yards or run for 153, he will. If Brady has to throw for 350 yards, he will. If he has to throw for 100 yards, he will. It's about winning. The Detroit game showed me that. Okay? The Detroit game showed me that. Marino was more talented than any of them. He couldn't win the big one. JM, I'll tell you exactly the story that many of you don't know. I'll tell you flat out why Dan Marino didn't win. He was a horrible, horrible person to coach. And here's why. When Jimmy Johnson got the job, and he tried to instill a running game in in, uh, Miami. Dan didn't want any part of it. He didn't want to develop. You ever notice there was, I think they only had 1,000-yard rusher in his entire 17 years there. And by the way, his name was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His UCLA running back. His entire 17 years. And by the way, Dan Marino is not the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the Dolphins. He's not. You know who the guy is? It's Bob Greasy. Greasy couldn't throw a football 40 yards, but he did win four or three AFC championships all in a row. He did win two Super Bowls in a row, and one of those teams was undefeated. I don't know. Is there anything Dan Marino did that was more accomplished than that? And you were doing it in an era with the Raiders and the Steelers in the AFC. Come on, man. Bob Greasy was more accomplished. I used to have this argument down in South Florida with people. Dan Marino only has records, and those records are gone now. Records in sports, especially the NFL, are fleeting. They're fleeting. Okay? They're totally fleeting. And so get this. Jimmy wanted to trade Dan Marino to Pittsburgh. Wanted to do him a solid. Send him back. Get draft picks. Guess who Jimmy was trying to call out of retirement? Troy Aikman. Google it. Aikman said he almost came back to play with the Dolphins because Jimmy was going to bring Troy back when he was in Miami. That's a fact. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And then get this, Wayne Heisinger, the former owner of the Dolphins, because Dan sold tickets 
And that's a tough ticket when you move that thing out of the Orange Bowl and you move that thing up to Winter Garden. People didn't go to that game. They still don't go to that thing. See how many empty seats there are all the time for Dolphin games? Let alone Hurricane games. And get this. They actually made the deal. Jimmy wanted to trade him. He was trying to get a Herschel Walker-type deal for him. And the Steelers wanted to do it. Flex says he may have been drafted to be the franchise quarterback, but he put the work in. He may not have been. No one's saying that. That's my point, Flex. Flex, that's my point. Even Doug knew that. Nobody saw... Hey, are you trying to tell me you think everyone saw what Brady was immediately? You know who the only guy was? It was Belichick. Bill was the only guy, even after Bledsoe won that playoff game against Pittsburgh, he said, no, I'm going with the young kid. Okay? Sills, how can we get you to sing, man? What? I'm not, I'm not doing it right now. What are you talking about? I'm not doing that right now. I'm picking you to win. Lindsay, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's really cool of you. Thank you. Hey, I said this yesterday, and I know some of you didn't want to hear it. I have great respect for Doug Peterson. I'm going to tell you one more time, guys. Okay? I think Sirianni's the right coach for Jalen. This man, Sills, recently believes in Hurts. Let us find out, bro. This... Um... I think he's getting there. I think he's getting there. I'm getting there too. Okay? I'm getting there. Let me get there. Don't rush me there. I'll get there. I know you guys love Doug. He brought you one of the greatest moments of all time. Okay? I know this. See, Doug's going to bring out things that remind you of great times. That's why we watch our favorite movies over and over or listen to our favorite songs over and over again. Because it puts us in great spirits and reminds us of great times. When you see Doug Peterson walk through the tunnel at Lincoln Financial on Sunday, it's going to remind you of great times. Everyone loves to be in that moment and to feel the great times. Like I said, we watch our favorite movies, listen to our favorite songs because they remind us of wonderful things in our life. That's why we watch the same movie over and over again and we listen to the same songs we love. Doug will remind you of that. He'll remind you of a moment in your city's history that only one man was able to help bring with those fabulous players. That is why you revere the man. That's why Nick Foles will never have to buy a meal in Philly ever again, let alone pay for a cab. That's why when you see somebody like Dr. J or you see somebody like Mike Schmidt or you see Bobby Clark, <clears throat> those guys, Bernie Perrant, those, those guys get free meals and free passes. Chris Long, who was on with Sports Take Guys, He's another one of those dudes. 
Those people get lifetime passes. And that's one of the things you get when you deliver the goods like Doug. Doug can have the biggest failures anywhere on the planet, but he'll always be remembered for 17. Hey, lightning in a bottle? I don't know if you want to tell Tom Brady that because they beat the shit out of that team. <laughs> okay? They beat the Patriots. Uh, I be, Dude, I, you know, there's games when you get beat by field goals. They beat that Pats team up, man. Okay, John, you're great in your analysis of the game and stories. Thank you so much, John. That's awesome. Dr. J, a hater too. <laughs> Spoken like a true Philly guy. Hey, you know what, though? I would say this to you. I don't know. Does he consider himself a sixer or a net? Dr. J, man, when I was a young kid, I hated the Knicks. Okay? And now I hate him worse because of James Dolan. But I love the... I love the Nets because Julius Urban was on that team. And that big afro he had and that red, white, and blue ball, when I was a young kid, I watched ABA games all the time. And Dr. J was a freak show when he was with the Nets, man. Man, I loved watching Dr. J. And when he went to the Sixers, he cut the thing off. And, you know, he wasn't like – it didn't seem like the same. He did win an MVP there. But, man, Julius Urban, man. And, and I got the chance to be friends with him when my show was on in Orlando, and I was based in Orlando for a little bit. And he was an executive for the Magic uh, for a while. Pat Williams brought him in, put him in the, an executive role, and uh, I got a chance to go talk to Dr. J, man. The biggest hands you've ever seen in your life. Dude, he's the only guy I've ever seen. Get this, guys. He's the only guy I've ever seen that can go like this and – have his have his fingers go all the way around a basketball. That shows you how big his hands are. Dude, Julius Urban was the shit, man. Rucker Park, been down there numerous times. Okay? I love it, man. Dude, Julius Urban, man, one of my childhood idols, man. Him and Tom Seaver and them dudes. Oh, God, man, I love Julius Urban. Sills, what matters more, multiple rings with average talent or no rings with a reputation for that's a great Elijah. Would you rather have rings or records is basically what you're saying there. I love that. That's a great take. Elijah. Would you rather have records or rings? Remember this, like I said, records are fleeting. Man, we just saw one broken or soon to be broken. The Maris record. I mean, I got to think that Roger Maris, let's see, won a title in 60. Six, no, they lost to the Pirates in 60. 61, 62, Maris was on those teams. Then Maris got traded to the Cardinals in the 66 season. He was on that 67 Cardinals team. Roger Maris has three World Series rings. Do you think Roger Maris would rather have do you think he'd rather have the three rings or now the soon-to-be-past record that he held for 60 years? What do you think he'd rather have? The two Yankee and Cardinal titles? Or do you think he'd rather have a record that's now going to be passed? Okay? Xander says, good point. Nobody knew. No, Greasy, everyone knows Marino. Right. Dan Marino... Has all the passing records. 
and has all the accolades on what people saw him and how great he was. He was. Bob Greasy, a guy who threw the ball maybe what, 18 times a game? Maybe? Won three straight AFC titles. You know there's only one other team that has won three straight AFC titles? That's the Bills. But this team won two Super Bowls in a row and one was undefeated. What's the greatest era of football again in a short span? Steelers won four and six. They won three straight AFC titles, two straight Super Bowls, and one team was undefeated. And the quarterback was not Dan Marino. It was Bob Greasy. That team is revered because you know why? It's the only undefeated team in the history of the National Football League. And they only look, that team's greater than the 85 Bears because you know why? They actually won more. Doesn't Xander always say? Chip's got to matter. The chip's got to matter, doesn't it? Well, they got two of them in three AFC titles. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. The defense won those titles. Well, Zonka was the MVP in one of them. Jake Scott was the MVP in another. And I'm trying to think who... Now, honestly, Greasy didn't win it, but Zonka won it in the Vikings Super Bowl, and Jake Scott won it with the Redskins Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So they kind of split it. No name was good. One of my dearest friends, Manny Fernandez, was on that team, and I loved the guy. Absolutely. Hey, strive for both. Yeah, how many people win both? <laughs> Brady? Okay. <laughs> Mercury Morris didn't win an MVP. The two MVPs on those Dolphin teams were Jake Scott, a defensive safety, and Larry Zonka. Those were the two. Perfect season was the defense. I would say you're correct, JM, because – um, Greasy got hurt and Morrill came in and he took, you know, Earl Morrill was a former offensive coach with the university of Miami. That's how I know Earl Morrill. And my grandpa said that he was a really great player. So when he was an assistant coach down at the university of Miami, I had no idea that he was the 1968 NFL MVP with the Colts. And that's the guy that Namath beat in the super bowl and super bowl three. I had no idea. I'm standing there in practice one time. You guys are going to love this. I'm standing in practice at the University of Miami, and I'm sitting there, and Earl Morrill's giving me a bunch of heck about something, right? I'm sitting there going, you know, okay, this old man, you know. Somebody comes over to me. I forget, it may have been Jerome. Hey, you know that guy's a former NFL MVP. I'm like, what? He's like, this guy's a former NFL MVP. Earl Morrill looked over at me, goes, who are you again? I was like, get the hell out of here. He goes, you know that Orange Bowl you play in? I got beat by Namath in that game at the Orange Bowl. And I'm like, dude, you, you should have seen my jaw. It hit the floor. I was like, what? This guy was the MVP? Oh, man. Uh, he play, He did play with Unitas. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, unbelievable. All right, I got to take a timeout. I want to I get to week four. By the way. Jason Cole has talked to Demora Smith, the executive director of the National Football Players Association. And this whole thing with Tua last night was a train wreck with the Dolphins, the league, the Players Association. This thing happened 
I think on Sunday, what you saw last night. So Jason will be with us 5.30 Eastern time. Plus, we'll take a look at the matchup with the Jags and also the Eagles. But I want to get to week four here. Please hit the like button. Guys, do me a favor. If you are hurt or injured and you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is your place. These are people that have protected clients for the last 30 years to the tune of $13.5 billion. They make sure they represent you. There's no case too small, too big. They'll never be intimidated. The biggest law firm in the country. These guys go at it and they'll never say this. Well, it's a fender bender. They protect everybody and serve everybody. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, nobody's bigger and nobody will fight harder for you. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. 
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Stills. Please hit the like button. Um, Yeah, I got about one more game with Hassan Reddick before I start going. Shitty sign. I got one more. I don't see him on Sunday. Done with it. And I see why he's on his third team in three years. Seals, he had a second. I know. It was Kirk Cousins' sack time. Game was over and, you know, that, that was not situational where it was a big moment where he – it's not – I don't see it. Guy looks like a shwimp out there too, the boot. One more. Then I'll start doing this. I don't see it. Poor money spent by Howie. I'll give him one more game. Okay. Riddick had one and a half sacks. Yeah, Kirk Cousins sacks. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Kirk Cousins of the defense. Meaningless. Guy was a... There's a reason, Christian. Your boy Hassan Reddick is on his third team in three years. And we're starting to see it play out. He doesn't have a position. He can't cover. And he barely can tackle. He's not a very good tackler. He's the worst tackler on your defense. Is that fair? He's your worst cover linebacker by far. Or is he a linebacker? I don't know. And linebacker, whatever you want to call him. He's your worst cover linebacker and your worst tackler. Okay? And he's not even your best pass rusher, but yet you're paying him like that. What's special about him? I guess because he's 6'1", 233, that, he, that he's done what he's done the last two years. Then again, you start to think about it. Arizona was a non-factor there. Carolina last year was a train wreck. I don't know. He's small as an edge? Birdman, you're being kind to the guy. Okay. Those are Carson Wentz sacks. <laughs> okay. I guess. Surely looking like it. I don't see it. Okay. Yeah, but Steven, the difference between um the difference between Fletcher Cox and Graham, they're not working on their third team in three years. And they're not undersized guys. Fletcher has been playing well this last two weeks. Long season to go yet before you start ringing in and he's all pro again. 2017 Fletcher Cox is not going to come back. You're out of your mind, man. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked twice. This ain't the Washington O-line that he's going to be going against. Okay, you're going to be going against a pretty good offensive line. I don't think as quite as good as Detroit's. But I'm just about ready. Fletcher is playing well, Philly. I, I, I do. Long season to go yet. Long season to go. Everything totally looks like things are playing well. You've never been behind. Somebody put up 7-0. Okay. Going into the half, they've been behind? Really? I don't remember that. Um, 
pot, and he is. Yale says that Reddick needs to keep getting to the quarterback. Well, I would think that that's an understatement because he can't do anything else. Dude, honestly, he's the worst cover linebacker and tackler that starts on your defense right now. He's actually a liability. He is. He's actually a liability. When when it's not third and long, you shouldn't even have him out there. Just saying. I mean, even in the Washington game, watching him cover a tight end was hurt. It was hurtful (laughs) to watch that thing. I was like, I don't know. That's his role? Hey, Yale, at $15 million to be a situational pass rusher? $15 million. You would hope if you're paying a guy the second most money on your defense that he'd be an every-down football player instead of situationally, wouldn't you? I, I, I would hope that he's a three-down guy. He's not. He's by far not that. Okay. Dan, if Reddick ends the season with eight sacks, you have to rock a Reddick jersey. Eight sacks for 15 million bucks? Woo! Reddick stole money. Eight sacks for $15 million a year? <laughs> hey, boy, you're really lowering your standards, huh? Shit, man. Eight sacks for $15 million? I didn't get my money's worth. You need 15 million for 15 sacks. At least give me a million a sack. Can we be a little fair here and at least, hey, give me a million a sack? I mean, Jesus criminy. Really don't have to play too hard in Philly to get your money, I guess, with Howie. Okay. Jesus criminy. One million a sack because he does. Because he got into crap else on the field. That's for sure. He's just not a very good. Dude, I don't think he's a very good tackler. Or like I said, he's just not a very good cover guy. I I, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say he's not a good football player. But whew, he's clearly overpaid. All he can do is pin his ears back and rush. Everyone knew this before the season. He can't cover and doesn't play the run. If Barnett was healthy, I don't think he'd be out there as much. Chris, um, how he pays, how he plays people that he has to pay. You feel me? If he's paying that guy $15 million, how he's not going to look bad putting a guy like that on the pine? He's not going to sit there and go like this. Hey, you know, here, let me just put this guy in and have $15 million. Then he's got to go to Jeffrey Lurie and go like this. How come? How come? How come uh, Hassan Reddick's not playing? Well, the other guy's better. Oh, you gave him $15 million a year, though. Multiple years, too. Okay? I, hey, I see why these other teams have moved off him. It's hard to fit that guy in anywhere. If he was just a little bit better of a tackler, too. Dude. Eagle fans, you just got – here's the best news you just got. And get, look, hey, let me tell you this. 
I know you guys are going to be stunned when I tell you this. Xander, you're going to love this. Do you know Big Sills worked on Wall Street? I worked for Bear Stearns. I sold stocks, and I also did uh, corporate investment, and I also did acquisitions and mergers. Our group in New York was part of the Sarah Lee Nabisco buyover and also Intel Z, and we did all that stuff. And I worked at Bear Stearns for Ace Greenberg when Ace ran Bear Stearns. I worked on Wall Street. I had a Series 7, the whole nine yards, doing stocks and commodities. We did the whole Nabisco thing. We worked with uh, Waste Management, greatest stock you can ever have in your life. If you ever want to have investment, go go Waste Management. Got to throw your trash away. Okay? Liquor, porn, and trash. You can't do it without them, and they're recession-proof. And Waste Management is one of the greatest companies in America. So is Sarah Lee. So is Johnson & Johnson. They're really great companies. And I used to do all this stuff. Um, and there's no doubt when you when, – when, hey, let me just say this to you, man. When you're a broker, the one thing you always tell people, man, okay? And when I worked at Bear Stearns, I used to, I used to sit in there. And when I was making investments on people – or are going through, and we would talk to Warren Buffett. Warren always said, never invest in the gadget. Always invest in people. And when I see a guy like Hassan Reddick, I mean, what are you investing in? What are you investing in? You needed an edge rusher, but you didn't really see that he fit in your system. Where's Jonathan Gannon saying this? Did Jonathan Gannon really want Hassan Reddick? Or was this a Howie pick? Was this a Howie pick? Right? This is a Howie pick. This ain't a Jonathan Gannon pick. Can't see it. Top of the hour, I am going to do week four. Then we're going to talk to Jason, who talked to Demora Smith from the NFL Players Association. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little more about two at the top of the hour, too. Foreign exchange for you, Sydney. Boy, that's a tough business. OTC stocks, too, and all that. Penny stocks, man, that's a tough business to get in. Now you're a Reddick hater. I've been a hater of Reddick since day one. Now? Where did you get that from? Dude, hater? You think Hassan Reddick's played well this year for $15 million? You're out of your tree. God dang, man. You'll defend anybody who wears the green, even if he sucks out loud. It's sad, Otto. Well, he's an eagle, so, you know, you can't talk shit on him. Dude, $15 million? Step up and play. You're not brought in here. The guy runs around. Seriously, the guy looks as big as your kicker. (laughs) Reddick is a rushing kicker. (laughs) You can't hate on Hurts. I'm hey, three games in. There you go, buddy. Keep the faith, brother. Keep the faith going. Here, I'll help you out here. I'm not paying that guy 46.1 million bucks. Okay. Here, let me help you out. Just so you can go back to that. I'll not as of right now, I'm not paying Jalen Hurts 46.1 million bucks. I haven't seen 46.1 worth of winning. I haven't seen I've seen Kirk Cousins numbers. I haven't seen any winning. You beat the Vikings. 
great. I think they're a playoff team. I totally do. But I'm not really impressed with... Let me walk that back. I am impressed with his play. I am impressed with his play. He shocked me like Doug. He shocked me just like Doug. You a hater, that's why. Your big bad chills. 40? Mike, stop it. You're just a hater. <laughs> Still, you know what? Xander, wait, wait a minute. Xander goes like this. Man, come on, man. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not hating anything. Why does it always have to be, you know? And I'm like, Jesus, I'm any. Pump the brakes, people. <laughs> hey, Nick, you're a hater. Yeah, really? <laughs> All right, Jason Cole coming up at 5.30. We're going to talk more about Tua. I've got to hit week four. I've got predictions. And Big Sills the hater, man. Hour three coming up. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
three National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. I was looking for that. I'm kind of cleaning up down here a little bit, and I I had that Bonds book. Barry signed a he signed a book for me years ago, and I didn't realize it until my daughter showed it to me that he signed the book inside. And my daughter goes like this to me, and she goes like this, Dad. Did Muhammad Ali sign this Angelo Dundee book? I go, yeah. Angie gave me this because he used to call my show all the time. Um, when um, I was in Tampa, and Ali used to show up to our practices down at Miami because Angie had his gym down there. And um, she goes, Dad, is that Muhammad? I go, yeah, Ali signed that for me. Look at that. Pretty cool, huh? It's a sketchbook. And Angie, all the people that Angelo coached and managed. And it's it's the story of Angelo and pictures that he had personally. Um, yeah. Boxing insiders pay tribute to Dundee, Gil Clancy, Bob Arum. One of my, I didn't even realize that Ali signed that until Didi showed me that. I thought you guys would like that. Pretty cool, huh? Stop trying to flex on you? I have no idea what that means. Dude, you, you, some of you talk way, way above my head. I don't know what you're talking about. Wow, the GOAT signature. Hey, man, Ali. Oh, my God, man. Do you have Tyson? I do not have it. Wait. Um, I, I'll have to look. I, I might have something Mike signed. I think he signed my wife's um, ticket stub and my ticket stub the night he beat Peter McNeely. I think, I, I think, I think I, I might have that somewhere. Never be another Ali. You talk of a guy over-delivered and is the greatest athlete in American sports history. Nothing like it. All right. So you, so you guys get a little bit, you know, did you get your fill of big sills when I said I'll never pay? No, wait a minute. I'll take that back. Today, right now, I'm not paying. Look at what you've changed, though. Look at what you guys have changed. Okay? Instead of me saying I'll never pay him 46.1, you got me now saying this today, September 30th. I'm not paying him 46.1. Okay. Um, that's Leroy Salmon, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Gave me that jersey. Um, and also the godfather uh, of my daughter. Yeah. Greatest college football defensive player and the greatest 34 defensive end of all time, according to Belichick and Mean Joe Green. Never a better 34 defensive end. Okay? He's the most unblockable human being I've ever seen in a 34. Now, Reggie's the best D lineman of all time. But he he's the best 34 lineman to ever play. And Belichick agreed with it that, man, Leroy was just unbelievable. 290 for seven, not happening. Did you ever get Donovan McNabb's autograph? No. I, I, I like him. He's a fringe. He is a fringe 
Hall of Famer. Okay? I'm glad it's not up to you, Dan, if we pay Hertz. You would have Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, Steven, Tyler Van Dyke is a seventh-round draft choice today. Reggie invented the club. Um, I think maybe Deacon did, but surely the hump. I want to go to week four here and get your thoughts again. I think it's going to be a pretty good week here, not just the Eagles on, on Sunday here. Before we get to that, though, I do want to reset. That thing that happened last night with Tua Tugavaiola, there are so many guilty parties, it's nauseating to even go over. The National Football League's at fault, the Players Association, Tua himself, the Dolphins, his own team, his own family, all of that played into that scene last night that we saw. And I started the show out in the first hour by saying this to you. I hate when I'm right on things like that. Nobody wants to see a guy on his back like that. Nobody wants to see anybody struggling when you get hit like that. Game's too tough as it is. And to sit there and watch that, and you know, this guy's had a tough go of it. How many years has Tug of Viola been injured now? Doesn't it seem every year he's banged up with something? Concussions, knees, shoulders, ankles. He's a frail dude, man. And when you get slammed like that last night, and you get put on a scratcher, this is because of Sunday. Sunday was the reason that he got hurt like that on Thursday. He was not ready to play. It was a short work week. Who in their right mind, with the visual test itself, thought that that was a good idea to put Tug of Viola back in a the game? Then have him play on a short work week. Why? Because Amazon needed to have Tuck of Viola versus Joe Burrow. So it would be good for clicks. Tuck of Viola got hurt for views and clicks. That's basically what it turned out to be. Brand new platform. You don't want to have Teddy Bridgewater in there against Joe Burrow. That's not good theater. National Football League, they wanted a star-studded show. And they wanted all the movie stars to be playing that night. They didn't want Teddy Bridgewater. They wanted Tug of Viola in there. Kid's playing his ass off. Puts up big numbers. The new version of Duper and Clayton. Are you kidding me? That was ready for television made. Comes off getting banged up. Look at the trifecta of quarterbacks that he's played against. Mac Jones. Lamar Jackson. Uh, Josh Allen, now you had Joe Burrow, the reigning AFC champion Bengals. Too good to pass up. Get his ass out there. And with a guy with a history of injuries, and I told you this, and again, these are one of those I told you that I wish I was wrong. No one likes to be right on this. Nobody likes to see kids and people hurt like that. No one in their right mind with any clear thought process, would think that. This kid's injury prone. And you put him back out there knowing that. One slam. A, a sack like that, 
should not take Tug of Viola out. But because he got slammed and he had an injury in that Sunday game, that's why that ended up happening. It's like a it's like a punch fighter. You know, he gets here. Speaking of Ali, you know, Ali was never cut in his entire professional career. Never cut. Never cut. But all the poundings that he took from Ernie Shavers, George Foreman, Frazier fights, Holmes, all that stuff, it was built up until one one day he couldn't talk anymore. That's what happens in this league. This is not, you don't get knocked out of the league with one hit. You get knocked out of the league and you become a vegetable later in your older life with the constant pounding. That's what happens with this league. I got friends who can't even speak. Guy like Billy Ray Smith, who used to do afternoon radio in San Diego, used to be on all the time, an afternoon host. Do you know that his wife called us one day and crying and saying this? Billy Ray called me and doesn't know where he is. Can you help me find him? Or how about this call? Sills. It's Daryl Talley. Um, we lost Junior. Or having Steve McMichael going like this. Sills, we lost Dave Dorson. How many calls I've gotten like that in my life? Junior Seau shot himself in the chest because he didn't want to shoot himself in the head so that they could do an autopsy on his brain. Because I heard Barrett talking about bright lights. He used to sit in his room with the lights off because the lights would hurt him too much. And it just became pounding, 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 and he couldn't take it no more. So Junior took his life. And now my friend Daryl Talley struggles. This, this is something that goes on. The league doesn't want you to know it all. Worst case, that was awful last night. Oh, the league, man. Front and center again with concussions. Great. I love it. You know why? You can't hide from it. You can't hide from the dangers of the game. It's a, it's a rough game. And you can't hide from concussions. And the ramifications that it has on players. The NFL owners don't want to give you full benefits for the rest of your life. They'd rather have you sit in the dark room and end your life. And then try to tell you, well, football hasn't been proven to cause this. You know what? I, I got asked this question years ago. And I said this, and I used to be this way. And I still am sometimes to this point. Seals, you signed up for this. You knew exactly what you were getting into. You're right. But what I didn't know was that the faulty helmets that you had, the painkillers that you would give us to mask the concussions, and all the things you would do to put us back on a field. It's gotten better. I agree. I, I completely think that working hard at it, you're still never going to cure this. Bennett Amalo, I've had on my show numerous times. 
the guy they made the movie over when it came to CTE, Mike Webster's brain. You know, Mike Webster, here, I'll give you another guy that I knew very well. He used to do powerlifting contests with a guy named Terry Long. You guys remember a guy named Terry Long? He was an offensive lineman for the Steelers, 5'11", and he was great. But he was a huge powerlifter, East Carolina guy. I knew him a long time. This guy drank battery acid to end his life. I mean, some of these guys, man, they lived in so much pain they couldn't take it any longer. They didn't know how to end their life right. Dude, you're talking. Hey, here's another guy I played with, Tom McHale. He was an offensive guard. I think he even may have played with the Eagles. Tom McHale, he, he was an eagle. I think Tom McHale was an eagle. And Tom played with me my freshman year at Maryland. Then he was my teammate with the Bucks. Want to hear this thing? Calls me up, says, Sills, I'd like to have you for lunch. Sure, man. I was doing radio in Tampa, DAE, came over. He goes, hey, can you help promote this? I go, of course, Tom. I'll do whatever you need me to do, dude. And I go like this, yeah, I'll do what you need. Two days later, his wife calls me. Sills, have you seen Tom? I'm concerned. Okay, and I went like this. Um, no. He goes, weren't you supposed to have lunch today? I go, tomorrow. I get a call later on from her. He had killed himself. CTE. So what you saw last night... Amazon needed views. New platform for the league. What a good show that was. Then you got the halftime people not even bringing up that he was hurt Sunday. Oh, what a, what, what a great. Okay. Xander just says the most important thing and why the league is where it is today. This is why. I'll never knock a player for wanting guaranteed money. You're damn right. You know, the NFL is the only sport that doesn't have guaranteed contracts. And everyone looks at Deshaun Watson and maybe he's the wrong messenger for it. This is why you could try to get guaranteed. There's no guaranteed contracts in the NFL. There's no guaranteed contracts. Somebody signs you to a $500 million contract. Can't you see they could bow out of that anytime they want? Give you the money that they owe you on the guaranteed. Rest of that stuff is fool's gold. I'm signing you to a seven-year, $300 million contract. What am I guaranteed? 120. That's what I'm getting. That's how, that's how players look at it. Seven years. How many seven-year contracts have you ever seen fulfilled? How many contracts have you ever seen that run through the tape. I don't know. How many? Brady? Okay. How many defensive players have you ever seen run through the tape for their guaranteed money and all that other shit? They don't do that. Come on, man. That was a train wreck last night, but it's standard. Funny, my aunt goes like this. You're not going to kill the NFL. I don't have to kill the NFL. The NFL's actions do it themselves. The NFL's actions do it. I don't have to do anything. See, they'll chase racism, things that 
everyone likes and all the snowflakes like Joe Breeze taking knees, Colin Kaepernick, all that shit. It's not the true heart of what is the problem with the NFL. Give these guys guaranteed deals, man. Or how about this? At least give them guaranteed benefits. Baseball, you want to hear something on a baseball player? A baseball player, one day he's active in the major league dugout, has lifetime health care for the rest of his life. He only has to be in one game, one game at the big league level. One game. NFL players got to play four years before he gets his benefits, and he doesn't have lifetime benefits. Seven-year deal for Jalen. Sure. <laughs> Watch this. Howie and Jeffrey Laurie would go, yeah, all right. Here's, here's 90 guaranteed. <laughs> okay. It's a steal. It's a steal. A seven-year co- Hey, dude, you don't want seven-year contracts. That's why I think Dak Prescott actually has a better contract than Patrick Mahomes. Because as soon as that Dak deals up, Dak's going to have a chance to go out back into the market again and get market value and get a pay raise. Who wants to be tied into a contract that the value of the market's going to continue to rise? Right? Hertz is getting $45 million. Never happened. That owner's not paying him $45 million. There's no way the Eagles are paying him that money. I can't wait to see this. The owner's going to open up his checkbook and a guy who likes cutting hometown deals is going to cut the richest contract in Eagle history with a guy who beat the Lions and the Commanders. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And then it gets... Killed by the Cowboys every year. I don't think so. We will see, my friends. Okay? Dan, you're going to be mad when they pay Hurts. Oh, no, I'll be grateful when they pay him. Jerry Jones is going, shit, man, Cooper Rush. I'm getting the same shit out of Cooper Rush that I got out of Dak. That's why Dak's back on the practice field now. That's why kind of it ties into a little bit of what you saw Thursday. Dak's throwing the ball? Why do you think Dak's throwing the ball? Why do you think Dak Prescott's back on a practice field? (laughs) Because he knows of this kid Cooper Rush. He beats Washington, and they go to like three and one. You think Jerry's going to yank him out of there, put Dak back in there? Oh, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, all right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. Remember September 30th. Remember Dan said that. September 30th. The owner of the Eagles is not paying. Here, just so you, hey, just so to be clear, GT, on September 30th, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles is not paying your starting quarterback who's beaten the Vikings, the Lions, and the Commanders. 46 million bucks. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm saying anything. I don't, I don't think the Eagles are saying that. 
but you are. Okay. <laughs> hey, yeah, right? William goes, Dak might be a little worried, just like Lou Gehrig. Wally Pip. <laughs> hey, that's what that's what Cooper Rush is, right? Wally Pip. Big shells, you're a hater. I know, man. It's terrible. <laughs> that's what Xander said. Xander's all over the Kool-Aid, man. Shit, he's got this guy 5,000 yards, 72 touchdowns, 62 million a year. He's ready to rock with him, man. That's his boy, man. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You got it, man. <laughs> 70 touchdowns, 88 completion percentage. <laughs> if you knew how this FO operated, you would know. He's about to get paid. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know how this goes. I watch a general manager constantly looking for hometown discount deals, and all of a sudden they're going to open the bank for this guy after getting taken by Carson Wentz. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you got another year on the deal. You still got another year with this guy, but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna in the offseason sign him to a forty million dollar deal. <laughs> Not when you have another year remaining. Let it play out. What's your hurry? What's your hurry? Watch. This guy's taking. This guy's taking the Kool-Aid horribly right now. You guys, hey, you guys sold Xander, man. Okay? You guys, hey, there's no doubt. That great performance against the Lions and the Commanders has sold him and you. On 46.1 million. Okay. <laughs> hey, Christian. Hey, man. I mean, hell, the way you're killing it against the commanders and the Lions, 46-1. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Seals team is the Canes. Always be. He isn't getting signed this year. He will sometime next year. D, yeah. Yeah. They signing him in the offseason. They still got work to do. They still got work to do on putting the team around him. Kelsey's out. And by the way, look at the work they have. Look at the money he has to spend next year. Fletcher's gone. Hardgrave's gone. Uh, who else is on a one-year deal? Bradbury's gone. Miles Sanders is gone. Isaac Sayamalo's gone. Should I continue? These are all guys that their contracts are up at the end of the year. And so you're going to pay a guy $50 million a year, $45 million a year, and you're going to let those five guys walk out of the building just so you could pay Jalen 46-1. Okay. Because that's how it works. <laughs> If you've got to build a team around the guy, you're going to let five starters walk out the freaking building to pay Jalen with a lesser team going into 2023. Smart. How he's not doing that. How he's not doing that. They'll start contract talks after the Super Bowl. And they'll go into the beginning of the year. Once they get past the, what is that? March 17th? That starts the new year. They're not going to start talking contract with Jalen until after March 17th. 
I believe March 17th is when the new year starts every year for the league. That's when they'll start. Okay. That's when they'll start. 35 million with incentives. Excuse me, Michael. Clutch Sports represents Jalen Hurts. Okay. Not his mom. <laughs> okay. Not, not, not like Lamar Jackson's mom. Okay. And, and, and this is what I would say to Lamar. Dude, you're talking $250 million, $290 million. You're talking contracts like that. You might want a pro in the room. No disrespect to mom, but you might, that's a lot of money to be like, you know, I'm, you might want a pro in the room. I'm done. I can't take y'all. <laughs> yeah. 17. Do you think Hertz would take a pay cut, a payout to keep a better team? That is the million dollar question, 17. That is the, that is. Will he do what Brady did? Will he invest in himself? Don't forget Jason Cole. I want to talk to him about Tug of Viola and also where the Eagles are right now after the first month of the season. Are they the best team, in his opinion, in the NFC? And we'll talk to him. We'll also talk to him about Dak. What's next to here for Tua? And do you, hey, how many people think Tua steps on a field this year again? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. If he steps back on a field again, what a shame. Absolute criminal, man. Really sad if he can't step on the field again, okay? I, I Hey, you should be, Xander. And Xander, I feel horrible too because I said that he's going to get hurt. That's not how I envisioned it. I didn't see I – didn't, I didn't, concussions, man. Okay. That, that's a, that was a organization – and a league and a union problem that happened last night. They needed to protect the kid from himself. Of course, he's going to put his hand up. He wants to play. This guy's trying to prove it to everybody that he's the guy in Miami. Brian Flores, everybody. And for the record, you know who I think is going to be the starting quarterback in Miami next year? Lamar Jackson. That's where he wants to play. And Miami knows that. Okay. Miami knows that. Lamar, Lamar's from South Florida. He wants to go back down there and play. With those weapons, Lamar and the Dolphins, they'll win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the league, though. I, I think it's Lamar to Miami, too, man. Yeah. Hey, Clutch Sports? Yeah, that's what Clutch Sports does. Hey, let me take a pay cut. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Can you see Clutch Sports going like this? Hey, Howie, why don't you give us a number, man? We'll sign it. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> why? Well, because, you know, Jalen likes Philly and he loves the Eagles and he's friends with AJ and, you know, godparents and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I'll take $5 million, $10 million less. <laughs> Um, they'll let him back next month. Depends on what kind of big games they have on Amazon. They'll need Tua Tagovailoa to put in games. Remember, you got to have TV ratings, right? They can't afford him. I thought you don't believe in running quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. I never said Lamar Jackson was going to win a Super Bowl. Okay. 
Well, with with those weapons, with those weapons, they'll have to run less. Yeah, Lamar in Miami, yeah. Yeah, Lamar in Miami, yes. Yes, Lamar in Miami, he won't have to run. He, he won't have to run. Tyree Kill will do all the running. You see what that guy does, man? He gets a five-yard out pass, okay? And he takes that thing home, man. Hurts projected. Dude, Tyree Kill is, you know what? I'm I'm wrong about the impact that he had down there, man. He's getting his numbers too, okay? No, I know I said it all around. I do. I believe in Miami he could because he's – Who's he got in who's he got in Baltimore to throw the ball to? I got it. Relax, kid. My God, you silly O. You sound like a guy in a radio station, I know. <laughs> Dan Jalen's agent doesn't work for clutch sports. I thought he was clutch sports. That's what I've been told. That he has clutch sports. Let's see here. Yes, she is clutch sports. That's what Xander says. She's the president of football operations for Clutch Sports. Nicole Lynn. Okay? Thanks for correcting Silio since he's ignore and hates all day. (laughs) But really? That's all I do all day? F clutch sports. Look at the trash cans. Oh man. You, oh, you know what? I didn't think about this, man. I think my boy um Jason Coleman might be involved in that weather down there. I don't know. So there could be internet issues uh with him. So all good here. We'll continue. <laughs> People always texting big sills during the show. It's it's just, is she a babe? I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't comment on women any longer on my shows. It's never been healthy for me. Well, yeah, right. (laughs) And we got to remember something about big sills, man. I got to, you know, people are always looking just like auto to take one little thing that I say and blow it into this gigantic deal, you know? I'm coming around on the running quarterbacks, not on Jalen. And no, I'm not. Lamar Jackson right now in Baltimore will not win a Super Bowl. He's fun to watch, though. My favorite player to watch, actually. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a great week. By the way, too, I still got a hit on week four of the National Football League. I think it's going to be some telling um, games this week. So we're really looking forward to it. And by the way, like I said, I'm going to be very interested to see on what shakes out here when uh, we see Doug Peterson go through that tunnel and also the Jags play the Eagles. I think there's going to be bad weather there. Let's go over to my friend Jason Cole now, and I want to get Jason's talk and thoughts on what he saw last night. Jason, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming aboard with us. Hopefully we can reconnect here in a second. Hey, Jace. Yeah. Thanks for coming aboard. Brother, sure. um, I don't want I don't, I don't want to load the question and I don't want to set the question up, but I just want to get your thoughts on what you've seen from this past Sunday 
to last night, Thursday, with Tucker Viola and how that whole scenario was handled. Looks like we are froze. Hopefully, we can reconnect. I Let's hear keep... you now. Okay, good. Jace, just okay. give me your sense of what you, um, how you look at this story that started Sunday and what happened on Thursday night. Like, I'm always a little hesitant to get too far down the line when I'm not a doctor, right? And, and that's not to say that things aren't fishy here. And you wonder, and you wonder, did Tua talk him in, you know, the independent neurologist into letting him play? You know, I think we're beyond the point of teams putting pressure on the doctors and that being an issue. But players want to play, especially a kid who's got this much money riding on the line. Look, I mean, this is a big year for him to prove whether he's a top-level starter or not. And, you know, because of that, you know, he's going to want to play in every game. They're off to a 3-0 and start. Everything kind of works together for him to want to push this. And that's exactly what the doctor is there to pre- prevent. And now, what happened yesterday, clearly, you know, that's a classic back-of-the-head injury. You know that. The, the question I have is, what really happened on Sunday? And I want a clear understanding of what happened on Sunday. Was this a back injury? Was it not? And I think that Tom Mayer, the doctor for the NFL Players Association, is going to be honest about this. I mean, I've never seen anybody question the ethics of Tom Mayer. But it's always a complicated thing because you know as well as I do. Players want to play, and the teams want them to play. So there's this inherent pressure to let guys get back out on the field, whether that's wise or not. But, you know, there's got, there always we always have to be vigilant about this program and how it works. I will say that. You know, Jace, the problem that I have when you go on social media or you hear some of the talk shows, you know, Mike Mc. Mike McDaniel should have. And I'm like this. Mike McDaniel's not a doctor. He can't override what a neurologist is saying about a player right. if he clears them. And I don't want the head coach or the general manager to have a say in a player's health because he's not qualified. So I think people have to know the chain of command that goes on. And you mentioned, of course, the doctor for the Players Association, the independent guy. I see to me – that injury last night happened on Sunday, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. I want to know if. But I'm you're not. Correct. But you're not a. You're not a doctor anymore. I'm than not. I. And so uh, this is where, like, you have to turn the expertise over to the doctors. Now, if the doctors say that no, it was a back injury on Sunday, I'm going to trust that. Now my eyes tell me something different, but I'm supposed to, you know, like that's why we may put independent neurologists out on the field to evaluate the situation and make them as powerful as they possibly can be in these kinds of situations, knowing full well that there is tremendous pressure from players and teams. You know, it's inherent because they're, they're trying to win a game and they think at that moment in time, they think all of life is dependent on winning this football game where you and I both know and go, come on guys, like stop. Yeah. This is just, it's just a life. 
has to be supersede everything. Oh, it, just the bottom line is like this is entertainment. Okay, it's it means a lot. We like to discuss it. We like to argue about. It. There's a history to it. But stop yourself for a second. You're just just there to entertain people. You're there to win, make people feel good. That's that's what this is about. That's why, like I, you know, Simone Biles when when she bowed out of the Olympics, you know. Uh, this is uh, not my pr- it's not my issue you know I, I i feel bad because like she didn't compete i wanted to see her compete but i'm not getting on her case you know she's the one who has to go out there and you know and, and deal with it and i don't know what that's like and i mean that's not even a concussion issue but like take care of yourself make sure you're you're okay first you think he gets cleared again to play this year i have no idea no idea I don't know how I don't know how bad it is. Like, look, that looks ugly with the, you know, with the um, the hands the conv- up, the it's not convulsions. Yeah, yeah, the visual is ugly. I I remember that happening. I I said it on Twitter last night. I remember Jim Youngblood, not Jack Youngblood, but Jim Youngblood, the linebacker who played with the Rams, and there's no relation to Jack Youngblood. It just happened to have the same last name, but Jim Youngblood you know, had one of those awful classic 1960s, 1970s sacks of Tommy Kramer, where he basically flipped Tommy Kramer on his head. And I remember the, the camera closing in as, you know, he's, as Kramer's arm is going through convulsions and his hand is doing worse than what you saw last night. It's uglier, right? Um, it's a, it's an awful thing, but I'm, again, when it comes to, this kind of science, this kind of medicine, I don't know. I can tell you, I can tell you with pretty good surety how long a, ha- a high ankle sprain takes to heal. I can tell you how long most MCLs take to heal. Head injuries, we're, we're talking about a whole different science. Absolutely. Jace, a couple last questions here for you. You think the Eagles, after the first month of the season, are the best team in the NFC? No. They're off to the best start. They're playing good football. Like, you know, Jalen Hurts is playing his way into being a franchise quarterback. You know, I tipped my cap to him. I didn't expect this out of him. Best team in the NFC? Still the Bucks. I still, I still it's Bucks. Still the Rams. I think the 49ers are actually better than them. Like, if the 49ers and the Eagles were to play, the 49ers have stumbled here into a one and two start where they should at least be two and one. But yeah, like I, just quality of play. Bet I, I think those teams are better, but Philly has closed the gap significantly. Absolutely. Let me do this. Uh, let me do this on the Cowboys here. If Cooper Rush wins against Washington and gets out to a three and one start, Dak's practicing today. If you're Jerry Jones and Steven, do you put him back in in the Rams game? And you're you're not going to put him back in in the Eagle game. You'd want to have him in, I would think, before that, more likely the Rams game here. Um, do you think that if he continues to win, Jerry's going to go like this? Hey, no, let's put him back in here when you're 3-1 and one, and you have an opportunity to keep the momentum going here. No, he paid a lot of money for Jack, number one. Look, number one, I don't think the choice is necessarily Steven and Jerry, although they are the coaches. Um you know, again, it's, I go back to, what does the doctor tell you? 
Does the doctor say that the kid's okay or not? Is he fully back to health? What Cooper Rush is buying you is a little bit more time to let Dak rest and to get back to full health. But the judgment is Dak Prescott is the better player right now, unless they see something in practice that I don't know. But I would have thought if they saw something in practice that we didn't know out of Cooper Rush, he'd have been starting before this, right? So Dak Prescott's the guy. Final question for you. If you had to pick between these two guys when it came to being NFL Coach of the Year candidates, Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni, who would you take? Oh, I'd probably lean toward Nick Sirianni. I mean, uh, look, winning matters. Three and zero versus two and one. But Doug Peterson, heck of a start. You put thirty-eight on the Chargers and, and beat them up, Jace. Yeah, you, you put thirty-eight on the Chargers. Um, you shut out the Colts, yeah. who just beat the Chiefs. Right, you're, you're, you got your team going the right way, and you're a flip of the coin, basically, from being three and zero, you know, because of Washington. Um, yeah, like this is a really impressive start, and it tells you the value of just. Like just being organized and running plays the right way, which just tells and further tells you this is how bad Urban Meyer was <laughs> at this. And as, I don't mean that to disparage Doug Peterson. He's doing a fine job so far. But last season was a joke of how uncompetitive they were throughout the season. And how unprofessional the whole thing was. And so the whole thing was just – it's just a mess. It's just – it's a joke. Like, it's a joke. It's, and this is like, this is what Urban Meyer, our Urban Meyer is a joke who happens to be a really good, yeah, he's won a lot of football games and college people go, oh, well, yeah, look at what he did. He's a great recruiter who cheated like crazy at the college level to get players and has no ethics, no morals. He's just a bad human being. He is. And, if you want to win a yeah. lot of games, I say this, Jace, you want to win a lot of games. Nebraska should hire Urban Meyer. If you want to lose your soul, hire Urban Meyer. Yeah, I, and and trust me, he's. Let me also say this: he's not the worst human being to ever coach no. at the college level, but but I think he's probably right up there among guys who triumphed and profited off of college football in terms of being uh, being a completely unethical human being. Absolutely. Jace, great stuff, man. I appreciate you finding time for me. Should be a great week for the NFL. Thank you, brother. All right, dude. Be good. You got it. Jason Cole, NFL Hall of Fame voter and our NFL insider. Thought some great stuff there, too. I'm going to use the final segment to hit on week four, some of my predictions, and I'll end it with the prediction with the Jags and the Eagles. We'll do it next. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. 
go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jafti Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Those pipes, look at that! Holy cow! Look at this thing, man! Looks like somebody looks like somebody's. Look at this. This looks like one of those like pipes out front with like the fire hose. Look at this thing. It's all good, man. Not bad for an old man hanging in there. Hit the like button here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maniac oh man huh big sills big guns yeah my 25 inch python still hanging in there baby how you doing right relax sills i see a lot of table muscle <laughs> table muscle zach uh hey zach that's funny man i see a lot of table muscle <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's funny man gun show national football show pick it right all right let's do some week four stuff by the way i'll do the eagles last vikings over saints 28 to 10 hey eagle fans keep rooting for the saints to take a dump okay giants beat the bears 
28-21. Run their record to 3-1 and one in the NFC East. How you doing? Bills beat the Ravens 30-28. They're favored by three in this game too, man. Browns over the Falcons. 27-21. The Browns 3-1 and one without Deshaun Watson. Ooh. Chargers over the Texans, 38-10. Steelers over the Jets, 27-20. Lions beat the Seahawks, 31-17. How can Lamar pay? How can Miami pay Lamar $50 million a year? Hills 25, year not to mention what they spend on defense, still pay Waddle down the down the pike. Oh, one of those guys will eventually leave. Um, that's a good question, Flex. It's a good question. Waddle's on a rookie contract. Paying him 50 million. Yeah, but here's something. You pay him 46, 45, but you fully guarantee his deal, he'll take it. He wants a fully guaranteed deal. He wants a Deshaun Watson deal. Okay. Colts beat the Titans. 28-21, 2 one 2-1-1. Cowboys crush Washington. I disagree with Barrett here. 38-10. Cards over the Panthers. 30-20. to Vegas. They beat the Broncos. Get the first win of the year. 21-20. Packers. I've got the Packers. I think they win 27-21. Bucks beat Kansas City and Tampa. 21-17. And in the Monday night game, Jimmy Garoppolo hands it to the Rams, 21-17. Rams go 2-2 two and two on the season. And the 49ers go 2-2, two and two, making the NFC West, I think, a very interesting division as these guys get ready to play it out here as we get ready for the um, second quarter poll of the season. Now for the Eagles and the Jaguars. Let's see what you guys say. A.J. Brown at the Vate contract is going to be around the same time. Well, you're not paying three guys $20 million. So wait a minute. Dion, you think you're going to pay A.J. Brown $25 million, Devontae Smith $25 million, and a quarterback $50 million? <laughs> okay. Like, where is that in the NFL today? And that's what they'll do. <laughs> Somebody goes. How's it? Hassan who? You mean Hassan Reddick? The guy who's on a milk carton? Dude, seriously. It, you know, when, when, you, when, when, you, when, you, when you talk about Hassan Reddick, I saw him on a milk carton in Philly. And it was like this. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> this is who I have. 
Okay? This is who I have. Eagles. 30. The Jaguars. 26. Think this is a pretty competitive game. Jacksonville comes into this owning the turnover margin plus seven of all teams in the league. They get after the passer well, and on the other side of the ball, um, know this. They've only given up two sacks in that old line. Played against some pretty good defenses, too. Howie's good with money. I don't put nothing past him. Look at the Rams. He doesn't run his team like uh, Kevin Demoff and Les Snead. Those guys don't have any draft picks. You know, completely different. They have no depth on their team, too, the Rams. That's why I disagree with Jason. I think the Eagles are better and will be better by the middle of the season. The Rams have no depth. You know why? They can't afford it. They haven't drafted that necessarily well. I mean, they don't have any depth because they pay all their frontline guys. Dude, two or three frontline guys go down with the Rams. They're finished. Okay? Hassan Reddick. Hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oof. Dude, that guy needs about – that guy needs to stand on a Tokyo phone book and also put a couple bricks in his pocket. Shut up and say the score. Okay? 30 to 26. Okay? Dan, you can't draft if you don't have draft picks. They have no draft picks, right? I think the next time they pick is 2027. <laughs> Stafford, 30 million? That's not 45, dog. And Cooper Cup took a pay cut. He didn't take market value. Look at what he signed for. He's not making $25 million a year. He's not making it. I think Cooper Cup's making like 19, and Stafford's making 30. And you want to pay. Uh, and, and, and Xander and everybody want to pay him 50. So get this. The Rams have Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup for less than what you want to pay Jalen. Shrewd. <laughs> Shrewd. <laughs> Think of, that's how the Rams have Cup and Stafford on the team. They're not market value deals. Matthew Stafford took signing bonus money. And his, his base salary are escalators that go down. Like his last year on his deal, I think he's making $2.5 million a year for salary cap reasons so that they can go out and do more things as he's getting older. Smart. It's great how they did it and structured his contract. I totally love how they did it. William, the, but, but William, the contracts with Jalen Ramsey and with Cooper Cup and with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald. They de-escalate because of the money that they gave him up front. Goes down. Okay? I'd say 37 to 40. Yeah, that's what Clutch Sports will do. They'll take the 37, right? Lower end. I love I love how you guys love Jalen Hurts, but don't want to pay him. <laughs> hey, I love Jalen. He's going to want 50 million, guys. Okay? I love Jalen. Well, he's going to want 50 million. He's not going to take $39, $40 million. So he's going to take less money than Kyler Murray at 46.1 per? Come on, man. What would I pay Jalen? 
a tuna fish sam no <laughs> oh no tuna fish sandwich and my boy xander's uh nice big cup of uh kool-aid everybody everybody done 4700 yards oh my god i will screenshot this <laughs> um I don't get the upfront money doesn't hurt the cap. It it, it because hey, it's not hard cap money the the um this the signing bonus. Your base salary is what kills teams. Okay. Kool-Aid. 30 to 26. Whew. Hey, don't forget to join the um the post game show on Sunday should be incredible. I can't wait to see you guys back Monday. It's going to be an interesting ball game. See Doug roll through that tunnel and that Jaguar team get out there too. Jalen Hurts versus Trevor Lawrence. Right, we shall see. God bless everyone. Have a great weekend. Xander, great stuff. We'll see you Monday going 3 to 6 Eastern. Gary Cobble join us as always on 430 from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Have a great one and we'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.